1: You're listening to a rare drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co.
0: The summer is heating up.
1: The seasonal selection
0: from Kingsco's coffee has shifted. Once again, the summer swells are rolling in and this is the perfect roast for warm mornings or an afternoon cold brew. This natural processed coffee from Zambia is bright, fruity and loaded with flavor but hurry and grab yours today. This one-of-a-kind roast is only here for the summer months before the seasons change again. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up.
1: Welcome to episode 54 of Star Wars and Scotch. I'm Kevin, blowing out Tim's eardrums, live from the Rare Drop Studios here in Tampa, Florida. Do you like the way that sounds? There was, it, I mean, it was
0: interesting. We can play around with it. I don't want that to be, <laughs> you know, the intro, but I like where you're going with it.
1: You don't like live from the Rare Drop Studios live in Tampa, from Tampa Florida. Bay,
0: Florida. It's... Star Wars and Scotch. S- 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 Star Wars and Scotch. Star Wars in the morning and Scotch. Kevin and Tim. Hey guys, it's Tim, also known as Darkness429. And Did you put uh, Scotch
1: what? in your coffee?
0: No, no, I, I made I made a latte though.
1: A latte of what? Yes. <laughs> Did you, how was your art? Did you make a lightsaber with your art this morning? It kind of looked like a lightsaber. On purpose? Nope was it a scary ghost again <laughs> <laughs> I like the person that commented and said I'm it, it said the ghost is scary only because of your latte art <laughs> <laughs> that's atrocious really bad one day you'll get you'll get better speaking of coffee make sure you head over to kingscoastcoffee.com the fall stuff is out go enjoy autumn Uh, And if you live on the Long Island area, I highly suggest going in and getting anything with Wayne's homemade pumpkin syrup in it uh, from the Kings Coast Cafe in Bohemia, New York. But if you're not in Long Island, kingscoastcoffee.com, fall collection, and a little birdie told me, Tim, yeah, and I think they told you, too, that that people should pay attention to Kings Coast on October 1st. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) No,
0: if you guys... Yeah, if you, one, of the, one of the most, like, most demanded items that we, you know, we uh, put out there outside of coffee and outside of stickers. Um, if you like that item, if you guys know what I'm talking about, if you know, you know, uh, stay tuned.
1: October 1st. October 1st. Let's jump into it. Visions released this past Wednesday. Yes. Um, Two mostly positive reviews from what I've seen. I, as I expected, I was 50-50. Uh, and we'll go, we're not going to deep dive into each episode, but we will give, you know, reference point for each episode and what we thought of it. Um, Tim just wrapped watching it today. You wrapped, you watched uh, la Pinocho and Akakiri this morning. Yeah, right? yeah.
0: La Pinocho was, I'm just going to start off and say by saying that la Pinocho is my sure, favorite do- one out of all oh, of them. Okay. Um, that one, with the way it ends,
1: I, I literally said out loud, oh, I want more. Like, I, so... La- Lapanocho, I agree with you. It could totally be a series. I was shocked at the how much I liked Lapanocho, because you know me. For those that don't know, I'm not an anime person. I'm not down with yeah, Dragon Ball Z. I'm surprised Ball you C. liked any of this. Oh, I, I loved most of it, to be honest. Um, and now Paul and, and Nate are like, oh, well, we need to show you more anime. Da, 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 da. Oh, is this your Nate, your anime gateway drug? Apparently, I don't know. It's, you know. I, I, I like the Castlevania. Sowers That's anime a, leads to hentai. Hentai leads to... Oh god! <laughs> it's not porn, babe. It's hentai. Um, Dude, this is art. <laughs> look at how beautiful that tentacle is. <laughs> uh, Lop and Ocho told a phenomenal story. I was engaged throughout the entire episode. Yeah, I would love to see more. Um, I definitely judged the book by its cover with the bunny girl. I was like, oh okay, here we go. Here's some anime. But you know what's crazy
0: was... though is that 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 type of uh, that type of character could exist in Star Wars. 100%. Like that and that's the way that it's been designed is that like a rabbit like a, f- a furry person like is is not unheard of in Star Wars so for her to have a rabbit figure
1: made sense. Well, uh I do you remember the Bucky O'Hare from back in the day that green rabbit? I yes. think it was a video game. I could not get that
0: Oh, I could out see of where my you were head. That from.
1: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't. But the story was great. The one funny thing I picked up on that episode was everything in the background like posters and Anything on scrolls and whatnot was Mm -hmm. written in kanji and not orabesh, which I found amusing. Uh Well, because in Star Wars, nothing's.
0: Sorry, sorry, Kevin, you're cutting in and out.
1: Uh, No, in Star Wars, everything is. based on Oribesh, right which is galactic basic so it was just funny to see it in kanji and i was like huh okay
0: yeah well, i think they they did it and this is like for all of the episodes they did a really good job of embracing the japanese culture and the anime art styles within the japanese cultures um which i really appreciated i thought that was really really cool that like every episode was definitely like a nod to a certain anime style um a certain way of of telling stories through anime like even like the 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 stark difference between like Akakiri and Pinocho, and I'm just referring to those because these are the last two that I just saw, like there's a way that they told a story was completely different from one another. Um, even just like transitions and the way that they actually just like progressed this story, like Akakiri is like very disjointed as opposed to Lapanocho tells a really beautiful story from start to finish. So,
1: so moving on to Akakiri, you felt like it was super disjointed. I felt like it didn't have enough context as to what was happening. Every in the Every
0: time there was a transition, like what just happened? How did we, huh? And just like before I knew it, it was over. And I like the ending because it was so different from all the other ones where it was like this good yeah. versus evil. And this was just evil. Like the whole yeah. thing was just like this guy is just tormented by demons the entire way through, which is like another, like is another storytelling style in anime is like always oh, like showing off like the, the evil parts of the world and, and the demons that we struggle with and whatnot.
1: I enjoyed the Sith in this one. Uh, I thought she was well put together as the a sister. character, and I would love to see more of, it, of of a Sith like that. It
0: it felt like I was watching epi- It felt like I was in the Emperor's throne room in Episode Six. Like that entire like the the way that she, the, the, the overall presence the sister had. She was like it just felt like the Emperor. Just like the yeah. whole like join me together, we could rule the galaxy. I can save her. It was just like I've seen this before.
1: Yeah the the one thing that I noticed about um. Uh, going back to La Pinocho, sorry, I wanted to put this point in. Is they definitely followed the formula there of the orphan uh, adopted? Oh yeah, child, they did it really well. Yeah, which is a common theme in all of Star Wars. So they brought it into to this one, which I found interesting as well. So I wanted to comment on that real quick. Uh, but, I definitely, but
0: I like, I honestly, out of all of them, I think La Pinocho could just be the Star Wars. It could be like, the, if it's not that story, I like the way that just like. It felt like I was watching Ghost in the Shell, and I know you you, you probably haven't seen Ghost in the Shell, but like I it felt very old school Ghost in the Shell. The way that they just, the way that they, they, they did the animations, the way that just the art was done, um, the storytelling is just like all of that felt really good. It felt like a really really good anime, and if they if they were to bring out a Star Wars anime that was canon, I would really hope to God that they could follow like this. Um, and I was thinking about it in the shower this morning, the, the whole idea of having like this feudal Japan style culture, it's really not, it wouldn't be weird to even like enter into a planet or to us into a star system that had like, that was like the main form of government within that area. Um, like, let's say it was like, like in the outer rim somewhere that hadn't been explored, you know, and it was very like feudal Japan shogun esque style. Like you could get away with that. Because I mean, like all these cultures develop in, in all different types of ways. Who's to say that you don't go a little Westworld with this? And like these guys decided to just go the J- down the Japanese route.
1: Um, we saw it a bit in Mandalorian with the yes the episode yes, where Ahsoka did. was introduced. That was that had feudal vibes very um, much. So. It was they put a bit more Western in there, which obviously yeah. is what Star Wars is at the end of the day. Uh, but okay, perfect segue to the duel the first one which is my personal favorite i was blown away at the 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 art of that episode it was um, very unique the black and white the film grain mm-hmm. the straight up old school kurosawa that 50s vibe just captured me and and took me and i'm sad that that was my first experience with visions because for me and no offense to the other ones. Like I said, I liked Lop There was a few others that we'll talk about. Ninth Jedi was great. But that was the best one. That one was just so original and so different. And I was telling uh, the, the guys in the office, I said, they didn't try and blend anything. All they did was take elements of feudal Japan and put them into Star Wars. Yep. And it wasn't a blending. It was just like, take this and put it on this. And that's what you get. For instance, the hat on the droid. That's the hat you have in Ghost of Tsushima for your Ronin. Uh, uh, set it, it, it I don't know that one was my favorite I loved the story was amazing because and I thought you would be really intrigued by that story because it really showed the Sith in a different light that it wasn't just you know pure evil it was almost a gray Sith I don't know the term that you would use for that I don't think he I, was
0: evil though. I mean like so I think you interpreted that story differently than I did Go ahead. So I I saw that as I thought he was just a I thought he was a Sith hunter. I thought he was just a a gray Jedi that was that was hunting down evil because like he had all these red kyber crystals that were already on his uh within his tunic. So he's been hunting all these people down. Um I just it, it felt it felt like I, I agree. It felt genuine to a, a traditional like old Japanese samurai movie. I really like how they just used red as the only color. In the movie, yep. like it was just red. Red was the only. And, and so that's why I think it was a little conv- like with him having a red lightsaber that you couldn't give him another color because red was the accent. It was only red, which I thought was really neat. Um, her umbrella was probably like the coolest part for me in that episode was her umbrella. And I thought about it I was like you could pull that off in Star Wars now. Like all you to do is just change the focal length of the of the, 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 the beam and you could actually emit your your lightsaber through an umbrella like that. And it'd be really sick. Um, but yeah, like action packed. I really love the whole like the droid um, relationship. It felt very Star Wars. It felt very relatable. Uh, so it, well, was, it, it was good. They, it just what definitely wasn't my favorite. But then we move into Tatooine Rhapsody, which was oh, really rough. I could see I, I could one. see this style of Star Wars cartoon living on something like a uh, like a Disney the, the Disney Channel for kids. Um, if they wanted to bring out like a fun like Star Wars for kids, like you could do something like that. But outside of that, I just really despise this episode. It just wasn't fun for me.
1: That one's the one with the most talented voice actors too. That like you knew everyone in that. Like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is yep. in that one. Uh, th- there's a whole bunch of people. I hated that episode. Yeah, hated it. Uh, it was the worst of the entire one for me, and that was part of the problem too. As I go from the duel. Into this one, and I'm like, oh god! Yeah, it was a hard transition. Yeah, it just—it just just, that one, just everything about it. Okay, question: Was the bass player, uh, um, uh, was he a hut?
0: The guy they were hunting was a was a was the slug. Was he a hut though? Well, he wanted. Well, Jabba wanted him to
1: join the Hut Clan. That was species-wise. Was he a hut? I know that part. Are you asking if he's a hut species? Yeah is he is he is he a hut? Yeah,
0: I would assume so. Yeah.
1: Okay. I didn't. I didn't at first. I didn't click that he was a hut. I thought he was just some sort of space slug because the coloring and everything. No, no. He's. Then I thought back to Zero from Clone Wars. I was like, Zero was purple. So yeah, they can be all sorts of different colors.
0: Zero is also hut. Yeah. There's. I mean, they all come in different shapes and sizes. Sorry. I was. I was so confused. I was like, Yeah, he is a hut, but he wants to be a part of the hut clan. Right. 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 Right.
1: Um, Um. Overall, though, I just, I just, yeah, it was the a, music was, was the actually good of all the episodes. Yeah. The music was good. I, I'll give it that. It was fun. that was I was it. like,
0: I was tapping my foot too. But like, other than that, it was just kind of like, it was, it, it told a good, it took, it had a good moral story of just like not giving up on family. Like, you know, like they're all different, but they are all brought together because they were all broken. Like, I thought it was fun, but like, that's like a really deep layer, but the top layer
1: was just, was just rough. The twins. Yeah, this was good. This was good and interesting. This is the one where I I told you the other day. People are getting confused. They think if they think Visions is canon, then this is post Episode Nine. No, they're a bunch of idiots. Uh, Yeah, and then they think this is what happened. If people
0: okay, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a second. Like this is this was my concern when when Disney made the decision to release non-canon material, and so when you start when you start bringing back the old Clone Wars cartoons. You bring out these cartoons that are not considered canon; they're just considered like free expression. They're just they're just out there to be fun. The people with you know with the with you know larger IQ understand that, but for some reason, there is a small sect of Star Wars fans that only watch the movies, who don't pay attention to anything else, and then they like watch this and they believe that whatever they see is real, and so. Disney, unfortunately, now has a problem where they're telling these fun stories that people are going to start believing are are actually a part of the the true Star Wars canon timeline.
1: And here's the problem with the super fans who like to gatekeep everything is you run into an issue here where, okay, I'm going to say, you know, Disney ruined the Star Wars universe. Well, that would mean that you don't enjoy your Legends content anymore, right? And that would mean that you technically can't enjoy this because if you're so fixated on what's canon, are you fixated on enjoying the intellectual property for what it is? Guess what? I have a a bubble to pop for all of you. None of it's real! Yeah. It's all fake! It's all fake! It is, it's all fake! So does it really matter if it plays into a storyline or if it's just a good story? No,
0: right. But the issue is, is that when you have people who believe it so, so much to the extent that they'll go and fight it, like that's the issue is like when they start releasing non-canon material without really like specifying and saying, hey, by the way, like I wish there was, I wish there was some way, like they do it really well in what if, every time they open up an episode of what if they talk about the million possibilities and all these different timelines, blah, 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 blah. Like if they could have, if they would have opened up saying like, "Hey, by the way, these like the like this is a what if scenario," I think that that would have like helped clarify a lot of it. But like again, people believe that these are not these. This is a canon story. So now we're like, how do you fix that problem?
1: Yeah, and the difference between Marvel is is that the multiverse is an already established part of the Marvel universe, so it's very difficult to. Now they've toyed with. I I think Star Star Wars Wars. is trying to introduce a a multiverse. I just think they're not trying to do it so abruptly. Agreed. So it looks like another copy paste from Marvel. They're trying to, you know, the, the seed was, was laid down in In rebels Rebels and yeah. And then we've, we've come this far. I I do think you're right. There was a game or something that was coming down the pipeline. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was that they were saying won't be canon, but could, could be attributed to a Star Wars multiverse, which I found interesting. Mm. Um, But, you know, if they do that, then they already have three other timelines of legends that they can pull from to create different, you know, timelines and scenarios, which would be fun. And then you could have crossover like a Vader versus Vader would be just wild shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I I definitely want to make sure that it's understood that, like, I love what they've done with visions. I want them to do more of this stuff. Just like I want to see more what ifs like these are fun. I think these are beautiful stories that are just like one offs that are great. Um, I just think, I think Lucas and Disney need to do a better job of making sure that the general population understand that this is not a part of the actual timeline to keep just from people trying to use arguments of like, wah, wah, in the ninth Jedi, there is just you know, I just don't want to,
1: I don't want to deal with that. I agree. And I want more non-canon stuff. So it's a playground. Yep, I, I compare it to, you see the way that, some movies and TV shows will take history and bend it. You ever watch Man in the High Castle? Yes. That is that is history is a playground and IP should be treated the same way. Uh if you've never seen Man in the High Castle, it takes place in a world where the the Axis forces win World War II. That that's how we should be treating stories. We shouldn't, you know, all that all the the bullshit of people upset over Angerboda being black in God of War. Who cares? You're literally telling a story of a Greek god who kills the entire pantheon and moves to the Norse mythology. Like, <laughs> Man, come on. Yeah, like, who cares? They're storytelling. Let people tell stories. If you don't like it, don't consume it. It's on you. So, back to Star Wars. None of this is canon, but I don't care. I enjoyed it, you know? It, does it come into a conversation later when we, you know, try and create timelines and Tim and I theorycraft? Yeah, we can't pull from this. Doesn't mean, I don't want to sit down and, and you know, I plowed through this, I had a blast, it was fun. Even the episodes I didn't like, I enjoyed watching. So, the twins uh, does take place post episode nine. You know, there are these two children born, born from it. The it seems dark side. dark side mysticism. So cool. Am I wrong? Are you wrong for what? Is it dark? It seems like a combination of dark side mysticism and science that created these, yeah, two most definitely. Twins. It
0: was, it was evil cloning.
1: It's so cool,
0: yeah, it I was, want more that, of that. that part right there just hooked me I was just like, oh please do go on
1: um you know, and then the the twin turning on the other twin uh saw that one coming uh, duh uh, i love a, I love this like somehow.
0: super mega star destroyer this got a, it has the death star cannon in between them I just like I loved how everything in the entire i don't know if you noticed this, but the entire episode was all about twins. Like every, like literally everything was about twins. Like the two, the the two ships conjoined by like the, the cannon. Like there, did you notice
1: their two droids were mirrored after R two and C three P? Most definitely.
0: Um, but there was a lot of things where it was playing into like they, a lot of stuff in this episode played off each
1: other, which I thought was really fun. Uh, the 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 battle was so anime.
0: <laughs> oh, very much. I love that they're fighting out in space and they didn't have uh, no spacesuits, but then the robot had to wear a spacesuit, which I thought was really good.
1: I didn't even pick up on that. That's even funnier. Yep. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I was sitting there like they've been out there for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but whatever. Again, and there's going to be people. I said it as a joke. I said all in good fun, and I laughed when I tweeted because I was like live tweeting my entire experience with this. But I know there's people out there like, oh, they were in space and they, they can't breathe in space. It's like, oh, God, here we go again <laughs> with arguing the laws of physics within the world of space magic and get a grip. Uh, but it was a really fun fight. The lightsaber whip situation was awesome. Yes, that was really good.
0: Well, uh, uh, as soon as as soon as that happened, oh, I was just like General
1: Kenobi. Because
0: it just like it looks like it looks like the uh, same thing that that whole scene. I was waiting for like a hello
1: there. Well, that episode played homage to the series big time because even the brother he kept popping off one-liners from the movies the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they were purposefully pulling. I love the from- part where he's like,
0: "She's like, we're going to take
1: this power core into a galaxy far, far away." And I was like, "He said the thing. <laughs> he did the thing." Yeah, they they did a phenomenal job of just you know doing the fan service, having fun. Uh, playing with it, animation style not my cup of tea, but everything about the episode was just fun, and I'm fine with that. It just I enjoy fun. Right. Village Bride, the- I felt like it was slow, yeah, but it picked up at the end. It
0: did. It was fun at the end. It was very just anime.
1: It reminded me of the planet we visit in Mandalorian when he meets the the woman. That he oh, wants with the to stay with, stay with the rice with patties? The yeah, yeah, that's the planet. It uh-huh. reminded me of. No. But, uh, like, but overall, it was a fun, fun, fun. story. It was a culture we never experienced in Star Wars, so that was all new, the marriage rituals and, and whatnot. Um the they they clued you in on the timeline there. It was post clone wars because they had recommissioned those droids that were like. Or
0: or it was during or it was during the Clone Wars. That was another thought of mine. I was thinking about that and I was like, This this could be during the Clone Wars occupation.
1: Yeah, it could be. They said they were decommissioned though. They did use that word. Yeah, it just, like, it just like it just didn't after. feel
0: like it was already the fall of the empire. So like I was trying to figure out like either either it's after either it's after episode 6 and they found all those B those those uh the B1 battle droids or that was like right right around that either between like episode 3 and episode 4.
1: Yeah, aside from that, the bl- uh, her lightsaber was phenomenal Very the cool. way Yeah, the way the blade came up. It was just a really cool uh uh lightsaber. But like you said it was it reminded me of the animation style from Avatar, and Nickelodeon. Yes, uh, that was the vibe I got from it. But it was it was a good story. I enjoyed it. Started slow, picked up. All right, Ninth Jedi. The internet. This one, was from what good. I saw, claimed that this was their favorite episode. This,
0: this one and this one and uh, Lopinoto are, are like my favorite. Uh, the Ninth Jedi, the Best entire stories. story from start to finish was just a just a beautiful it had great twists. I couldn't tell who was the bad guy, who was the good guy. Uh I just I loved everything about it. I also loved this period of it's been so long since they've seen a Jedi. It's been so long since they've had lightsabers and and like the way has just been lost. But the Sith of course still find ways to survive, which I thought was just really really cool. This is another one where I would love to see an actual Star Wars anime pulled from because again, it's it's one of those it's one of these periods we've never seen before. It's like, it's either so far into the future or it's so far into the past. Like I, I, I would assume it's really, really far into the future. Like so far into the future that everything is just so advanced and everyone's forgotten. Um, I would love to see more of this. I just, I loved everything about it. The setting, the people, the storytelling, it was just fantastic. Start to finish.
1: Yeah. And the plot twist was good. Um, the lightsaber Smith, I would love to learn more yeah. about, Okay, if it's the future, how did this craft continue right. if no one was using lightsabers? Uh one Easter egg in this episode that I think is an Easter egg, and feel free to reach out to us on social media and let us know what you think. But the helmet that the Margrave is wearing yeah. looks very similar to a helmet you get in the Sith Inquisitor storyline in Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMO. Ah. Very similar. Uh, the only difference that I could notice was some of the lights on it. The shape, the look of it, everything felt the same. Um, the, also, the Margrave's droid was awesome. Awesome. Yes.
0: Yeah. Though he just like comes out of it. It was so it was like, good.
1: Yo, yo sup? The uh, um, the
0: art style was just so good too. Like it. This was this actually. this made me feel like I was watching like an old Robotech or like Macross uh, or even like a Gundam Wing kind of like uh, episode. Like it was just it was so good.
1: Even in that temple, though, he threw the one Sith down, and he caught on fire when he hit the... Gl- I have so many questions uh, about the, the lore of what's going on here. What is this temple? You know, Is it Sith? Is it Jet?
0: I, uh, I, I liked how the, the, the way he crafted the lightsabers with the, the kyber crystals is that it changed colors with whoever held the lightsaber. I thought that was so neat.
1: Yeah, because then it, it's, the question is, does it have something to do with your alignment with the Force? That's exactly what, that, again, that's
0: what you're saying, is that it, it synced to the, with, with the user's ability to, like, their connection to the Force.
1: So, again, very creative, outside the box, had a blast, uh, just, I was literally taking notes during that episode, like, my God, what is this, what is this, what is this, what's this, what's this? Yeah, it was what's very this? good. Uh,
0: can we just both fun. agree to s- skip over TOB1? Yes. Okay. I, All right. Real it, quick, it TOB as- one was was terrible until the very end. I thought the fight was fun to watch. That
1: was it. The fight was cute. The it was not as bad as Tatooine Rhapsody for me though. Tatooine Rhapsody was worse. Yeah, TOB one. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "This is Mega Man.
0: It's Mega yeah, Man with a lightsaber."
1: Chibi animation. It reminded me of an old Saturday morning Japanese cartoon from when I was a kid. That's what that was the the vibe. I yeah. Got. All right. The elder. The elder. You start. You talk about this because okay. you have a way different take than so I the do. the elder for was good. The reasons. elder
0: was great. The hardest part for me with this is that, I mean, you know, I, I'm friends with Jordan Fisher, and so Jordan Fisher is a voice actor in in this episode. He is the Padawan. It, what I think his name's Dan. Um, it was just all I saw was Jordan the entire time. So it actually made this it made this episode awkward for me because it was just like this is Jordan. It's just this is Jordan the whole time. So it was weird, but. The entire fight was really cool i loved this old sith guy i love like they hadn't seen sith in a very very long time uh his eyes just,
1: were haunting yeah
0: the way he moved he just like he looked like a, a dark souls uh, enemy
1: and you know uh, one thing i posted when i was watching this i said this is something that they really need to tap into in the canon universe we always hear the Jedi say, we haven't seen a Sith in a thousand years, yep. a hundred years, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. They're out there the whole entire time. They don't stop. And this is a perfect example of how many times did the Jedi encounter a Sith and brush it under the rug because they didn't want to admit to their higher-ups or the council didn't want anyone to know that the Sith have persisted throughout all of the time. Yep. And that is what I loved about this episode. It proved that point, that that is a place that Star Wars needs to explore and look how cool it is. Because he... They get to the planet. It wasn't even like he landed. He was in space still. And he's like, I feel, I feel the darkness. Yeah. You know, that's how strong this little old man was in, in the force. So loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Would love more stories like that. Agreed. Uh, and maybe not voice acted by Jordan Fisher. No, Jordan did a good job. No, no, Jordan Fisher did a fantastic job. <laughs> 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 uh i i thought he did a good job yeah, he but did yeah a good job. i could i could if it was if it was like voice acted by you or ben i would have been like the whole time like ah oh, it's kind of ruined right it it's me. a little weird um so that was visions overall i think they're gonna do another season of visions probably in a year or two uh and maybe give some of these studios and some new studios a shot i think the overall reception was positive uh and like you said maybe they will start to order series from some of these. I uh the
0: way the way that I saw leg- or the visions for me was them to just see the overall reception to a, an art style like this or you know storytelling like this. Like I I think there is there's a, a lot of room for other types of Star Wars content to live in and and a animated cartoon like this with a like a deep story and fun graphics animation. I th- I think something like this could do really really well.
1: I think it was Nate that said The Duel and The Elder were made by the same studio, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I am wrong. But if that's the case, then, you know, maybe that's a studio I need to watch some anime from if I want to get into it, because yeah. both of those vibes I was I was heavily into. Um, other bit of, of news this week, uh, the rumor leaked that Quantic Dream is making a Star Wars game. Now, yeah. Tim... Just played through Detroit, be human, uh, become human, uh, heavy rain, and beyond two uh, beyond souls. Two souls. Yeah. So it's fresh with you. I played them each kind of around release date, so it's been a few years, but it's fresh with you. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Go.
0: Yeah, so a Star Wars game made by Quantic Dream is like is really exciting for me. The idea to have a Star Wars game where every single decision that I make has an outcome. Is, is really, really cool. It's also a little terrifying, again, going back into this whole, like, canon uh, argument of, like, what is canon and what is not. So, like, if if Quantic Dream comes out with a game, let's use Beyond, uh, 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 or we'll use Detroit Becomes Human as an example, there's, like, 87 different endings, possible endings for that. So th- that means that there's 87 different Star Wars endings for a game that would be canon. Like, that's, like... Even just going through Jedi Fallen Order, there was a lot of material to take in. There was a lot of material to understand. And that was still a linear path. You know, getting into the whole Zepho thing and like the fall of the Republic, going into the Galactic Empire, like there was a lot in that story to digest. So having to go through a a Detroit Becomes Human style game in a Star Wars universe with Star Wars characters is super freaking exciting. It's also a little scary for me as someone who is a big star wars fan who also plays video games i'm gonna want to have to i'm gonna want to see every single possible ending that could come out of this game because i want to know what happens
1: that was my problem with detroit becoming human i played it three times because i wanted to see how many i did one time uh very peaceful and you know no violence the second time i went straight terminator and tried to kill everyone that i possibly could yeah uh, and then the third time I was like, how would Kevin do this? And I just, a mix of both. Yeah. So, so I, would, I would
0: assume that the, yeah. this game would then be considered a game in the Star Wars, out of the Star Wars world, but it's not, it doesn't really have any true gravity within the Star Wars storytelling timeline. Um, could be
1: that, or they could do what they did with KOTOR one and two, which was there is a Canon version of the game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, so, so to that point, you could just play like the linear story of like how it's supposed to be. And then, and then you could get to play the sandbox version where it's like all your decisions matter. Like it's it's not going to affect the Star Wars universe as a whole. But again, you could play into that multiverse of like you get to create your own Star Wars universe by your decisions.
1: Yeah. Uh. In in Coder, for instance, Revan is male, but in if you play it, you can choose female or male. Mm-hmm. Uh. In. Two, uh, Mitra Surik, the the void in the force, she is a woman but again you can make the choice to be a man or a woman so there's canon versions of well there was uh, in in the legends time mm-hmm. so yeah i mean they can say okay this is the canon version of it after it's been out for six months maybe make a comic or a book or something that solidifies that right. but you can still have that sandbox to do whatever you want so how hard are you going to tap into the dark side yeah but and
0: questions. that's the exciting part too kevin is like a lot like games like fable it, you know you get you, you get that decision of you know being like kind of neutral or being aligned on one side or the other. Uh, and so just like you know your tiny dialogue uh, changes could overall affect your alignment, which is like is really cool. That's really neat. Like all of these all the idea of having decisions really affect the outcome of a game is exciting because you know your decisions really do matter um a lot like a survival game you know it's just it's it's, it's exciting to know that this could possibly happen and and it it seems like it's more and more a reality and not so much a dream uh the amount of articles that have come out about this uh it, it's pretty hard for me not to believe this at this point there's just, there's so many different articles that are being written about quantic dream and and a star wars ip so and it makes sense like lucas lucas games right is that is that what we're calling it? lucas games lucas lucas film lucas film games, games? whatever the the they the, the the publisher seems to be very very aggressive with getting Star Wars in the hands of as many developers as possible unlike their uh, original strategy with EA was let's instead of you know like with the expanding universe and legends instead of letting everyone do it let's just focus on one production studio doing that well that didn't really work out we didn't get as many games because there's only two there was only like two or three studios working on it we got what three Essentially, three functioning Star Wars titles out of EA within a 10-year contract, which is a long freaking time with not a lot of, sh- of, of work to show for, unfortunately. But when you can hand it out to 20 different studios, oh, my God. The amount of, the amount of games that are going to come out, also the different styles of Star Wars games that are going to come out is massive in comparison
1: agreed and i'm excited to see the future now you know i'm hoping this gets announced by celebration maybe sooner uh but i uh, they announced yesterday too that coder's going to be on switch coder's like the new skyrim <laughs> they're just putting it wherever they can wow. put it wow but we're still holding uh, on
0: to the 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 cotar remake is only coming out on ps5 that we know of right now
1: right it's well it initial ps5 release so it will release I, on pc i wonder the if they're going to do like they do with
0: yeah like they do with Kana is that it's going to be a PC, PS5 release.
1: Yeah, well, P- PS5 or PlayStation, Sony seems to be of the mind that they can release a game on their console and then release it on PC. They just don't want it on Xbox. That's the vibe I'm getting.
0: Well, they know they're going to sell way more uh, way more units on PC as well than they would on just PS5 alone. Because look right. at it, their PS5 sales aren't that high because of of all the um, the scammers and whatnot. So like people are still having a hard time getting a unit.
1: Uh, November 12th is Disney Plus Day. What? Okay, so we're going to get a Boba Fett show
0: that day. That's or a Boba was... Fett well, episode, right? We're getting, right?
1: A... We're getting a, a, a look into Boba's history. But it's not uh, going to be a
0: chapter from the Book of Boba? No. Interesting. Okay, no,
1: it's, it's a Boba Fett special is the exact words that Disney is using.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh,
1: I don't even know if it's live action, to be honest. And... Have they have they put yeah, out no have they put out the cast list for this yet? No, we
0: have no idea who's in it. Okay.
1: No, I'm on IMDb right now. I don't see anything. We just know um, that uh, Tamora Morrison is. Is that the right? Yeah, I mean, he yeah. the voice of Boba in the, in the yeah, in the Tatooine in the Tatooine Rhapsody, Rhapsody. Yeah. So I would assume so we just assume that,
0: that it's just going to be him and random ensemble of other bounty hunters.
1: I don't, it's, it might be some sort of like look back to prepare us for Book of Boba. So maybe it, it, it's flashback. I don't know. Maybe sitting in a cantina telling stories. I don't know.
0: You want to hear Uh, the one time
1: I killed a little,
0: little alien because he looked at me funny.
1: I, I, you know, you and I have said our words about Boba. And you know, at the same time, we'll always take Star Wars content no matter what it is. I think they're milking Tamir Morrison at this point because he's getting older. And he's not going to play, be able to play Boba Fett, you know, in 30 years. So, I wonder if if they'll explain the Sarlacc pit. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice, right?
0: (laughs) Or like why he dumped his armor and why it got out before he did. You know, there's a lot of questions, and I really hope they just use this opportunity to explain Boba Fett and just look, honestly. Yeah, that's what I want that episode to be, Kevin. I want it to be a, hey, we understand there's some confusion amongst the community. Here you go.
1: Impress us. That's all I want. I mean, I know they kind of do it in the the
0: comic book, but Eh, I want to visually see it. Give me the story.
1: Give it to me. Well, that's going to do it for episode 54 of Star Wars and Scotch. Thank you so much for hanging out with Tim and I. On this Well, Tim and I, it's Friday. You might be listening to it on Saturday or Sunday or Monday. Maybe even Tuesday or Wednesday. Who knows? Who knows? But thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Make sure you head over to HighscoreTees.com and get that 5th Anniversary Rare Drop merch. Uh, It's the uh, fun, fortune, and adventure uh, shirts. Uh, If you're a patron, too, you can see me dancing around in full ska gear and the ska stuff, uh, which is silly. We live in the 90s. There's also another... WTF episode available to everyone so you can see if you like it. Uh, Patreon.com slash Rare Drop. You can listen to it for free there. Uh, and if you like it, you can subscribe and listen to more of them because they're for patrons only, usually. But uh, again, highscoretees.com slash Rare Drop. You can check out Tim Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern. Yep fb.gg/darkness429 and darkness429 everywhere else on the internet you should follow him on TikTok i keep getting all of his tiktoks Aww, thanks, all the time you are you are in my algorithm right now just completely with with uh conspiracy theories it's just oh, you I'm and conspiracy sick. theories that's it. Uh, and you can check out everything I'm doing at raredrop.co. Site so got a, a new little paint job, so you can check out some new stuff on there uh, and see what we're up to. Maybe you uh, require the services of the raredrop agency. Ooh. Who knows? Raredrop.co. And as always, I leave you with this there is no try, only do. <laughs> you thought I was going to do the other thing. Bye.